You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. You know, I always tell people that it's not that important what piece of Gemara they start with. They should just jump in the pool no matter what. But people are more inclined to jump into a pool that is appealing to them, that they think has relevance. And therefore, I decided before Pesach to deal with Gemara that had to deal with the night of the Seder, because I knew that was on people's minds. But really, in some ways, Arve Psachim, which is what we were studying up until now, was sort of not your standard Talmud text. I would say that uh, if, if, if people would ask me, hmm, is this a standard piece of Gemara? It has aspects of standard, but in some ways it's actually easier and therefore not a true test of what a typical Talmud text is like. Um, yet, again, what is the typical Talmud text? You know, you're probably going to have a lot of different opinions about what's considered the, the, the typical Talmud text. Uh, or what would be considered in another way, the sugya, which means the discussion, this point, the theme of, of what we need to know. I remember when I was uh, in high school, there was dueling uh, highest shiurim rabbeim, the, the highest, uh, the, on the highest level of, of the shiur, uh, it was uh, Rabbi Weinberg versus Rabbi Heinemann as to what would be the crucial texts a person needs to know in Shas. Like, what are the hundred important sugyas of Shas? And first, I think Rav Weinberg gave his list, and then Rav Heidemann gave his list. It's like, these, no. And it was, and went back and forth. People were seeing which was on, which sugya was on which other's list. So again, there's always going to be uh, your predilection of what you think is an important sugya. Uh, yet, for a beginner, and this is really a fundamental, like the fundamental learning, any sugi is really a good one. However, um, I would like the sugi to also speak to the person who might be listening to it during this period. And since it is Chalamoid Pesach, let's talk about something which has a relevance to Chalamoid. Now, some of you who are doing, who have done Dapyomi in a different way, a much quicker way, might be, might remember it. So let's check it out, if you will. Um, as you can see, I've made available the uh, made available uh, the text here online. So iboyilahu, that's a key Gemara term. Iboyilahu. Now iboya again, the shorish of the, the shorish of that word is bet ayin or bet yud ayin usually, which means it was asked, "What do you want?" Right? You know. Um, Iboya means a request, a desire to know. Luhu is to them. There was a big desire, a request to know from them, from the students in the yeshiva. They wanted to know. They raised this discussion. Mahu lahaskir rosh chodesh bebirchat amazon. So what what would it be? What is the halacha about mentioning Rosh Chodesh when you are bebirchat amazon, when you're involved in benching, or what we call, you know, the, the grace after meals? Should you mention Rosh Chodesh in the grace after meals? Okay. The relevance to today would be, would you mention Pesach if you would sit down and have a meal today? 
Chalamoed, um, would you mention Pesach in your Birchat HaMozam? Now, um, one of the reasons why this is a question, obviously when you're praying today, you are going to mention that it's Pesach. But that's because you must pray. <laughs> Maybe even more in, in, in the solitude of the corona world, you definitely should be davening. And you definitely should be mentioning, although it's a weekday davening for Chalamoid, you definitely should be mentioning uh, the in what we call the Yalavi of a part of the Shmon Esrei, it is part of Ritzay, you should be mentioning in Avodah, you should be mentioning the fact that it is Pesach. But eating is not essential. Definitely not eating a bread meal. You don't have to eat a bread meal on, or a matzah meal, on Pesach, other than that first night. Again, there is an idea of of having a matzah meal, but again, let's talk about chalamoid. Chalamoid, there is no mitzvah to eat a suda. In other words, there's no mitzvah to eat a suda on Rosh Chodesh. Although many people have the custom, there also is no mitzvah to eat a suda. So therefore, unlike davening, unlike when it comes to praying, where of course you're going to insert that it's Rosh Chodesh or chalamoid, benching maybe you don't have to. And that was the question. The benching, because eating is optional. Eating the amount of bread that you bench on or matzah that you bench on is optional. Therefore, maybe I don't have to mention the fact that it's Rosh Chodesh or Chalamoed when I bench. That's really the question in the base Medrash. So let's read about it. Iboiluhu. Mahu. What would be the law? Mahu. What is it? Lahaskir Rosh Chodesh. To mention Rosh Chodesh. Hmm. Okay. Well, we know there was a discussion earlier uh, about Hanukkah that, that we're not doing today. <laughs> okay. There was a discussion about Hanukkah. So the 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 uh, the Talmud had said, again, it's really a little bit earlier here, which is up here earlier on the page. But by Hanukkah, the Gemara had said that you don't need to mention that it's Hanukkah in your benching, which would mean you don't have to say Alanisim in benching. Um, there's no uh, response, there's no chiyuv to say Alanisim in benching. We're not, we're not bound to say it. So, the Talmud now does a trick. This is a key phrase in the Talmud. And if you're underlining key phrases, this would be a key phrase to underline. Again, I should tell you, people who do not have the Talmud page, this is from Shabbat, Kaf David Amidalaf, Kaf David Amidalaf, 24a of Shabbat, of Shabbos. So that's where we are. Kaf David Amidalaf, 24a of Shabbat. And I should also tell you the lines if you are studying this together with, with a Talmud page. Uh, that was wrong of me not to do that. Uh, that would be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, the 12th, starting from the 12th line, we are now in the 14th line. So let's read that. If you can find your druthers to say, if you, if you are able to say, which meant it's actually basing itself on a, a previous discussion. Meaning, if let's go back to your previous discussion. The previous discussion, as I've said to you just now, 
concluded that when it comes to the uh, holiday of Hanukkah and someone is eating a meal during Hanukkah, he does not have to insert into the benching, into his Birchat HaMazon, the mentioning of Hanukkah. That's what the Talmud had said before. Talmud says you have the right to do it. It's, a, it, it, it's, it's, it's not a negative thing to do, but let me say this better. It doesn't mean that you have to bench over. It doesn't disqualify your Birchat HaMazon if the mentioning of Hanukkah was not there. Um, so that's what the Gemara ruled before. So now the question is, if you find yourself able to say, dealing with Hanukkah, which was before, there it's true, the whole holiday is rabbinic. And therefore, to actually tell someone that he needs to um, put it into his Birchat HaMazon, yeah, of course, it's not, it doesn't become part of the Birchat HaMazon. That's why it's not necessary to have it as part of your benching or part of your Birchat HaMazon. Okay. So let's read that again. If you can find yourself to say, which is what we said earlier, that Birchat HaMazon is not essential, that's why it's Dirabanan. It is rabbinic in nature. Therefore, Lotzarich, you don't need to have Hanukkah mentioning. You're able to, but you don't have to. But Rosh Chodesh, and I'm going to say here Chalamoed as well, Rosh Chodesh, which is Diaraita. Of course, that is a key Gemara term. That's the Gemara's term for the Torah. That's the Oraita is the Aramaic term for Torah. Diaraita, that it is from the Torah. Oraita, from the Torah. Okay, stressing the you know the 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 guidance that we get from Torah. Oraita, the guidance that we can get from Torah. Rosh Chodesh Daraita Tzorich. Rosh Chodesh is Daraita, so therefore Tzorich, you would have to put Birchat, you would have to put a mention of the Rosh Chodesh into your Birchat HaMazon. There might not be a demand to actually eat a meal, but the day is a day that God and through Moshe Rabbeinu understood that this is a day that Torah sanctions. Therefore, it's a more serious day, perhaps. And not mentioning it would be an oversight, and you'd have to restate your, say you're doing your benching again. That's what the Gemara is saying here. That maybe because it's Daraita, maybe Tzarech, maybe you actually need to insert it. You might not have to eat, but if you eat, you better say that it's for Shkodesh today. That's a Torah thing. Interesting, just uh, an aside, most people would probably, uh, in today's world, be more um, aware that it's Hanukkah than it is Rosh Chodesh, right? People, uh, people tend to like walk away from Rosh Chodesh. Is Rosh Chodesh today? Well, I forgot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> from the Gemara's perspective, Rosh Chodesh is, 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 it looms much larger. And therefore, uh, everything you do on Rosh Chodesh, even the meals you don't have to eat, become a Rosh Chodesh meal. That's the Gemara's question. All right. Now, every Iboyluhu, which is that key phrase that started our learning today, usually is followed. I say everyone is usually. Uh, let me say it better. Most of the times when you have Iboyluhu, 
The Talmud gives you why it was a question. The Talmud gives you both sides. It tells you what the question is, and then it tells you why you could think of it in two different ways. So the first way to look at it is, it's better than what we've already decided about Hanukkah. That's one way to look at it. And therefore, you must insert it into your Birchat HaMazon. Here's the second way of looking at it. O Dilma. That's the second way. O or Dilma, which is means maybe, <laughs> or dil, Dilema, that you maybe would like to say. <laughs> maybe Dilma is wrong. Dilema is probably better. I don't know. I was always taught in yeshiva, and I know uh, we have a Brahmi here. I know he was probably taught the same way. Dilma, like rhyming with Wilma from the Flintstones, right? Dilma. But it's probably not. It probably shouldn't be Dilma. Probably it should be Dilema. Then what? Maybe you could say, Kivan Dilo Osur. Kavan, a Kigamor word, since. Kavan, since. And that actually means to to guide in a in, in a in, 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 in a straightforward way, like Kivana, Kavana, Kavon. Let's look at it this way. Dilo Asur. There is no Isur. Basiat Milacha. Yeah, it's from the Torah, but there's no prohibition. Basiat Milacha in doing work. Basiat Milacha in doing work. There's no work prohibitions on Rish Chodesh. Okay? So therefore, since there's no work prohibitions, it hasn't inserted itself totally into your consciousness and like you're trapped. This is Rish Chodesh. What are you doing? Okay, at Rosh Chodesh, I lay in the Torah. In the Beis Hamikdash, they brought Korbonos. It is Rosh Chodesh. People are happy in some ways, but it doesn't stop me from doing Malacha. That is a is a barometer of of the the level of the kedusha of the day, which therefore would bleed into even your eating and even your meals that you don't necessarily have to have, because so since it's it isn't such a powerful day, that it's stopping you from doing work, so therefore, it isn't that essential. And you're eating, although it's, a, it's separate from your consciousness that it's Rosh Chodesh today. And therefore, it doesn't make a demand to mention Rosh Chodesh in your Birchat HaMozal. Since it's not Osprasi and Malacha, therefore, let me put the words in, in the Talmud, lo, you do not maskarinon the nun nun at the end means they or us. It means us. Lo maskarinon. We do not zecher. We do not mention it. And there's no need to mention it because it isn't such an essential part of your life today. Okay. So that was the question in the Beit Midrash. Now those of you that have been listening up until now realize that what we just said we are now would mean chalamoed might be different. I said before that this has relevance to today, because uh, Chalamoed. Chalamoed is different than um, Rosh Chodesh. Chalamoed, there is an Isra Melacha, and according to many opinions, that Isra Melacha is in the Torah. Now, it isn't clearly defined <laughs> what you can and can't do on Chalamoed, but this is really a, a big issue. Uh, it's spelled out in an interesting place in the very first daf of Chagiga, daf Bez Amid Aleph, and the big place was there. 
that what are the laws of Chalamoe, uh, the, the Gemara says there a, a phrase that Chalamoe um, is Osir B'siyas HaMelochem in HaTorah, the Torah the Torah gave the the parameters of, of of the structure what things you can and can't do on Chalamoed. They gave that to the Chachamim to do. So it's sort of in the middle between Shabbat and Yom Tov, where we know what you can't do from the Torah. Shabbat, the 39 Malachot, and Yom Tov, of course, anything which isn't relevant to Ochel Nefesh, of being able to uh, have a, a, a better meal, to be able to eat properly, uh, anything which is not related to that, there's an Easter Malacha, you cannot, a prohibition of doing Malacha on Yom Tov as well. Chalamoe too, although it isn't so clearly defined. So it could be the Gemara's question here, will not affect Chalamoed. Because Chalamoed is Osir Basiyas Melacha. And therefore, Chalamoed, it would seem, despite the fact you don't have a mitzvah to eat on Chalamoed, but you can't deny that Chalamoed is stopping you. The Yom Tov of Pesach, which includes these intermediate days, is stopping you from doing Melacha today. So that should be part of your consciousness. Just making that point based on uh, today. Again, I'm not sure if halacha it's solid, what I'm saying, but it, it, based on what we've studied today, it should come out that way. All right, let's take a look and see what the Talmud does with this. So the Talmud has, as usual, two opinions. It already told you, you could go either way. Now we're seeing that each way was championed by a specific opinion, a specific person. The first one is actually one of the greatest of the Talmud in terms of the Amaroyim. That is, of course, Rav. Let's take a look. So, Rav Amar, Maskir. Rav says, I believe Rosh qualifies, and it should be part of your Birchat and for sure, Chalamoe. Rav Chanino Amar, and again, when this Rabbi Hanina lived, there was a student of Rebbe that was Rabbi Hanina, who was older than Rav. It could be that's the Rabbi Hanina we're talking about. What did Rabbi Hanina say? Rabbi Hanina Omar, Eino Maskir. He went the other way. He felt that Chalamoed was sort of like Hanukkah in that way, that it doesn't necessitate... Looks like we're out of power. Amar of Zerika. So Rav Zerika said, whether or however old Rav Hanina is, <laughs> Nakot. Nakot means hold on to in Aramaic. Nokat, hold it, take it. Nokot, de Rav, take Rav biotcha in your hand, meaning in your mind. Hold on to Rav. He's going to be right here. Why? Dekoi Rav Oshia Kavosei. Dikoi means was standing. Who stands? Standing who? Rab Oshia. Someone even greater than Rav. Someone who sort of is one of these bridge figures between the Tanoim and the Amaroyim. Rav Oshia, who was actually one of the experts in Braitos and Mishnayot, a friend of Rav Chia. Rav Oshia. Kavote, another Kigamorward like him. Rav Oshia is like Rav in this way. 
And, not surprisingly, the next word, ditani, because he taught. And the word tough and shin, remember they are interchangeable? Dishani, that Rav Oshia taught. What did Rav Oshia teach? He taught, this, is as the, this has the level of, of a, almost an authoritative brighta. Ditani Rav Oshia. Rav Oshia taught. And it wasn't just his own idea. It was something he, as a Braita expert, a collector of those that information from that period, said. What did it say? Yomim sheyesh pehen korban musaf. Days that, on those days, in the Beit HaMikdash, there is in them, in the Beit HaMikdash, a korban musaf, that extra korban, that additional korban, additional sacrifice that was brought, which we call which a day that we daven Musaf is obviously reflective of that. Kigon, Rosh Chodesh, and here comes our topic of today, the Chosham. And of course, the Reish Ches, I already told you, is Rosh Chodesh, the Shreichel in the middle, and the word next to it, of course, is the shorthand version, trying to save space, of today, Cholo Shomoed. Choshem, Choshem. So you know it's not, again, the Shreichel in the middle showing you that it's not the word Choshem or something, but it's actually a, uh, an abbreviation, Cholo Shomoed. Okay? I don't know if that's ever going to catch on like Chul has in Israel. <laughs> Chul, <laughs> right? Chutzlaretz, which of course is the shorthand, Chet Vav Shtrei is the way the Talmud refers to outside of Israel. Chul, and that becomes now shorthand even in, among the most modern Israeli outside of Israel. I don't know if Choshem or or Chushim is ever going to be the shorthand for Cholosholmoed. But anyway, Cholosholmoed, what's again? Arvit, that of course is the uh, the night prayer. Shacharit, the morning prayer. Mincha, Mitpalel Shmona Esrei, of course, all 18 brochot. Vaomer, and in those Shmona Esreis that you are saying on these days, like Rosh Chodesh and Cholosholmoed, in these days, you're going to do what? Me'en hama'ora. You are going to mention something like the event. Me'en. Me'en means like, you might remember, familiar with the song, me'en olamaba. Me'en means a part of. It's, it's like, something like it. It's a, it's a section of what? Hama'ora, the event. So, you mention something, an element of the event. Where do you mention an element of the event? For example, the event of Pesach, the event of, of, of Sukkot. The event, of course, occurred thousands of years ago. But we still mention, we give mention to those great events, those great uh, experiences that occurred, the Ma'orot that occurred, those events that happened. We mention something about them. Where do we mention something about them? Ba'avodah. That's the bracha in Shmon Esrei called Avodah that we call Ritzei sometimes because Ritzei is about God wanting the service of the temple back. That's called Avodah. So right after Ritzei, in the middle of the bracha of Avodah, before you say Hamachazir Shechinatolitzion, which of course would mean the Shechina coming back, which would mean the capability of Avodah in a real way, that's where you mention in what we call Yahweh that's where you would mention the Mora. You would mention Rosh Chodesh and Chalamoid. 
Again, we haven't gotten to Birchat Amazon yet. We'll see where it comes up. This is again Rebchia's Breita. If you don't say it, you have to daven again. So if some if if this morning or by mincha coming up you don't say yalaviavo and you finish the uh, the davening you finish one esrei or you get to almost the end point you have to go back and start again from the beginning machsirinoto means we force you to go back and that would be either if you would ask the question as an individual like in corona times or the chazan if the chazan himself had skipped it. It sounds like machsirinoto. We would tell him, hey, go back and daven again. Start from the beginning. Nobody noticed you You skipped Yalaviyaba. Go back and say it again. And we might have to wait as the tzibur and listen to the chazan saying it again. So machsirin means we force you to go back. Machsirin. We force you to go back. Machsirinoto. Well, let's go on. Ve'ein ve'hen kedusha al hakos. And there is no Kiddush. No Kiddush. There's no Kiddush on Rosh Chodesh or Cholomoed. No, as opposed to the, what we, you know, the, the days of the first days. There's going to be Kiddush tomorrow night, uh, which is the seventh day of Pesach, but there's no Kiddush on Cholomoed and no Kiddush on Rosh Chodesh. Okay. The Yeshben, here's the key point that has connection to Rav. Yeshben Hazkara but there is Haskara, you need to mention in your Birchat HaMazon that it's Rosh Chodesh and mention it's Cholomoed. However, Yamim She'ein Ben Korban Musaf, there are certain days that there is no Korban Musaf. Kigon, Sheni, Sheni of course means two, in this case it means the second day of the week, which we refer to as Monday. So let's call it Monday. Sheni, the second day of the week, Monday. Chamishi, the fifth day of the week, Chamesh, the fifth day. And that would be Thursday, Monday and Thursday. So the Brighta is in the middle of talking, but the Gemara interrupts the Brighta. That sometimes happens. Um, Jews interrupt each other. A Brighta gets displayed for one purpose, and then all of a sudden, you don't even let the Brighta finish. The truth is, for all practical purposes, the Brite has already shown that Rav is correct. Because the Brite shows that you need, as you see, Yesh Ben Askara sounds like you must mention in your benching Cholamoed, you must mention Rishchodesh. So that's already in the Brite. However, the Brite continued, Ramoshia's teaching continued with these words, and the Gemara interrupts them before it finishes. The Gemara says, what did you just say? You're going to see in a second. Did you just say Monday and Thursday? And then you mentioned Tainiot. Okay, those are days that Jews fasted because of what they were afraid was happening, which was droughts that would lead to an economic implosion. So the people would be fasting. Uh, and for other reasons as well, if there was a, an enemy at the door, Again, why we're not fasting now is another question during the corona season, but it has to do with health. But tiny oat, but what, what people would be fasting because of, 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 of a presumed terror that was going to happen. Umay madot. A maimad 
This, of course, is something that needs a little bit of explanation. Um, we don't have that much time, but I'm going to explain. I'm going to at least get to the two dots. Um, my mod is, um, was a role that it means to stand, obviously, from the word amad. You see the Shorish. But it was the Jews that stood. Really, as you know, Korbanot represent all the Jewish people. Now, all the Jewish people have a, have a stake in the sacrifice in the Korbanot that were brought in the temple in the Beit HaMikdash, the Beit HaMikdash. But there's aloha that the owner, especially if it's an individual Korban, needs to be there. If he can't, it's possible that in certain circumstances we're going to allow he doesn't have to be there. But generally, a person, if he's bringing a, a, a voluntary korban, or even a korban, uh, a chatat, of course, he definitely has to be there to do smicha, to do vidui. But even a voluntary korban, there's a din that the owner should be there to see the process. Where are the people, when the korbanot are brought for the Jewish people, where is the representative of the Jews? The Kohen is the worker. The Kohen is doing the job. Where's the representative of the Jew? So the Chazal make a drosha and say, really? I guess there should be some people who represent Kal Yisrael. There should be some Jews there who represent the whole Jewish people. Can't have everybody there. So it was considered a, a, a very a special role that the best, you have to be a very top-notch person to make it on the list, to be one of the Anshay Maimad, the people that represent the Jewish people, watching the Korbanot happen in the Beit HaMikdash. Specifically, let's say on a normal day, the Korban Tamid. You had the Jews, the Anshay Maimad, that would be watching from the Ezra Yisrael, from the place they were allowed to watch, and they would see the Korban happening. Now, it isn't enough just to see the experience. The Anshay Maimad also had learning that they did, they had special tefillot, because they weren't just watching the Korbanot, they were in an intense state of, 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 of like almost Kiddushah, the, the Maimadot. Okay. So the Maimadot, days that don't have a Korban Musaf, although for the Jew who's part of the Maimad, it's a very special day, the Bright is going to say that they do not need to mention anything special about that day in their, uh, in their uh, Birchat Amazon. That's what we're about to say. But the Gemara interrupts it. And the Gemara says, hey, why did you just say Mondays and Thursdays? I understand the fast days. I understand the significance of being, you're one of the people that are picked to be on the Maimad. For you, this week that you're up there in the Beit HaMikdash is so important. This Monday and Thursday business, what's special about Monday and Thursdays? Where it says, Sheni v'chamishi, Monday and Thursday, my aviditayu. Avid means to do, like an evid. What are they doing? What, are they, what purpose are they? Have? What work are they doing for us in this brighto? Why should they be even here? My what, what is their purpose here? What, what work, meaning, what, what are you even mentioning for? What intellectual work are they doing? What, 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 what point are you making with them? Like we're asking on the bright, what's Monday and Thursday? Uh, of course, Mondays and Thursdays are a normal day. Stigmar answers, Ella, this always means a rereading. It doesn't mean a normal Monday and Thursday, a separate entity. Shani Vehe, Monday and Thursday, 
and add another Monday. Sheni, that's Monday. Hey, of course, is Hamishi, shorthand. And it gets confusing. Ubet, then you have a half streich, so that means Sheni again. Monday, Thursday, and Monday, which we call an acronym, we call it Bahab, <laughs> Bet, hey, Bet. The Sheni, the Sheni Hamishi of what? Shel Tainiot. Aha, I got that. Oh, okay. In other words, the fast day, if you know your Mishnayot and Tainot, it wasn't just a one-day fast because of terror or because of lack of rain. It was a series of fasts. It was a, it was a unit of the Monday and the Thursday and going into the next week. That, is the, that was the construct of those days. And we know that, it, uh, that those days would also, of course, you're, not, uh, you're, not, you're fasting, but it's possible you might be eating the night before. That is a possibility. Uh, and would you have to mention that it's a fast day in the benching, which is very interesting. Um, but we're actually talking here about what are the tefillot. So let's see what they are. So, hey, bet, shaltaniyot, maimadot. Arvit v'shachratu mincha, mitpaleo shmona esrei. Okay. V'omer, me'ena ma'ora b'shomeya tefillah. When it comes to shomeya tefillah, you need to say, if it's a fast day, aneinu. If you're from the Anche Maima, they also added something special there. I don't know what it was exactly. Um, but they added something in their tefillah. However, this is uh, the parsing we need to make here. Meaning, it's, <laughs> it's not such a part of Shmon Esrei that you can't have Shmon Esrei without it. When it comes to Rosh Chodesh and Chalamoed, if you don't say that Yalaviyavo, Chazal look at you as if you have not done your tefillah today. And it's like the tefillah Shmon Esrei was not a proper tefillah. And that's why machzirinoto. When it comes to the Anshe Maimad, or people who are fasting, it is different, it is special, and it's obviously changing them for today, but there's no korban. There's, the korban musaf is like a, 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 it's like from the Torah. It's like you see from the Torah's demand that the Beit HaMikdash, you need to be makrib, an extra korban. That's the proof that this is a different type of day. So even though the day of fasting, everybody's doing something much different than they usually do. The Anshaymanim are definitely acting different than they do the rest of the week, the rest of the year. But there's no korban, there's no stamp from God that this day is essentially different. And therefore, even though they should indicate in their Shmon Esrei, we're not going to say the Shmon Esrei is not a Shmon Esrei. It's the proper thing to do. It's what we would tell you to do. But it's not, as we say in Hebrew, it's not makiv. It doesn't stop the Shmon Esrei from being a Shmon Esrei. And obviously, uh, a fast day, you're not going to have Kiddush HaLakos. <laughs> Nanshe Maimed also <laughs> would not make Kiddush that day. Clearly, even on Chalmo, you don't make Kiddush. Why would you even think? That's why this is in parentheses. Because why would you even have to mention <laughs> you don't make Kiddush? Even, you're trying to contrast Chalamoid to a fast day. Right? Or the Anche Maimad. To, uh, right? So that's what you're trying to contrast. And, or Hanukkah, for that matter, which is what the Gemara's discussion was earlier. And we're saying this is different. Rosh Chodesh and Chalamoid are different. 
but even Rosh Chodesh doesn't have Kiddush. So there's no reason to mention there's no Kiddush on, on a, on, on, for the Anshay Maimet. That's why this is in parentheses. Let's just finish off. That's the, there's your proof to Rav. Actually, it was before um, uh, that you do have Askara, but these days there is no Askara. Not even, you're not even directed to mention the night before the fast or the Anshe Maimed to mention somewhere in Berchat Amazon that they are in this special state. So anyway, so this is an example of, of, of a discussion that was raised, what we had again was the two possibilities. We saw one Amora like one possibility, one like the other. And then the Gemara doing something which we call in Hebrew Machria, deciding like one of the possibilities, but by finding a statement from Ravoshia. Now, obviously, if that statement, you know, uh, uh, my students would usually ask, why don't we just start with that statement? <laughs> why don't we just start with Ravoshia's Brita, this Tani Ravoshia? We wouldn't even have the question about, uh, 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 about Rosh Chodesh. The Brita says clearly, Yesh ben This is a question I can't really answer well. Um, I think discussions happen, and then you do research and you find stuff. Why didn't the editor just clean the darn thing up? <laughs> Why didn't he just start with this and we wouldn't even have had the question? Well, that would make it less fun, but also it would it, it, it would it would emasculate what the Talmudic discussion is about. It started at ground zero in terms of the discussion. We were able to articulate the two sides. We knew that because we did a, the initial stage of research, revealed that Rav, who lived pretty close to the time of the question, Rav Hanin, who also lived pretty close to the time of the question, had actually opted on opposite sides. But we hadn't done the research at that point yet to find Ravoshia. And that was only really brought to the table by Rav Zrika. Rav Zrika was the one who discovered the Rav Oshia. Why didn't the Talmud before discover it? I can't tell you. Especially if you take a look on the side here with this little star. It's not like this statement from Rav Oshia is so uh, uh, obscure. You take a look on the side here. This is a Tosefta. We'll talk about that a different time, what a Tosefta is. But this actually comes from a Tosefta. So it's not even Rav Oshia's invention. Why wasn't this known from before? That's really just uh, what I think is the fickle nature of a Talmudic discussion. Sometimes what should have been essential information is only introduced later. Like we start with, like like any type of discussion. Uh, Two people in a bar discussing, um, you know, who hit that home run? Who was it? Who who had the, the lowest ERA in 1956, whatever it was? And they have to go back, but they have the discussion in the bar today, and then they go back and they look in the encyclopedia, and encyclopedia mentions something or something, and then eventually they get their answer. So it starts, as far as we're concerned, in the bar, and then you go to the encyclopedia. But the encyclopedia is based on, you know, the original record uh, that was that was that was ensconced way back then. Okay. Anyway, so that's really. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.